Welcome, Supers, back to another Tank Tales. This time, I have an entrepreneur that was on just uh, two, three weeks ago by the time this goes live, who uh, brought her mostly brand new company uh, to the tank for women's lingerie. And uh, so without further ado, I need you to give some super claps wherever you are right now. Whatever you're doing, just start clapping. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, if you're on the toilet, it doesn't matter. Just start clapping for Super Athena. Welcome, Super Athena. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. It's so nice to meet you through a screen. Yes. Well, that, I mean, that's um, mostly how people have met over the last, you know, two years. Two years. Oh, my God. It's like a time warp yeah. that we've been stuck in. Um, it, it's a pleasure to meet you and get to talk about your business and your Shark Tank experience. So, uh, so what was what was your um, relationship with Shark Tank prior to getting to be you know being picked to be on the show? Um, no relationship. <laughs> well, got- you didn't. So you didn't watch the show. You didn't. No. You know what i I don't watch much TV. Um, I, I'm kind of a crazy one that I watch all sports. So I'm like a live sports watcher, but that's about it, Joe. I, I don't have a lot of TV. I read books. I'm a huge dork. So I read books like other people watch TV. Obviously, I've heard of Shark Tank. Um, you know, it's it's an awesome show, but I don't know if I've ever – I had ever kind of sat down just to watch an episode uh, in its entirety, right? So I, I – uh, and then once they called me and I started going through the process, I was like, can't watch an episode now because it's so stressful for me to watch, you know, what could potentially happen if I go on the show, uh, you know, cause there's some people that, that have a hard time. Right. And so I was like, no more shark tank until we do shark tank. Now I watch it all the time. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, well, I, look, Hey, I personally don't read books. Uh, I, I talk to people and that's how I get my stories. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV myself other than uh, a handful of uh, like shark tank, the profit bar rescue, mostly business related TV shows. Can't do the fictional ones. My wife, that's all my wife. She does, you know, Oh, you got to watch breaking bad. I'm like, I, I don't know. I think I watched like the first episode. I was like, uh, all right, I'm not going to see me. It's all about time investment. Right. And it's like, Oh, you just got to watch six episodes. Well, there's six hours. I got to watch six hours before I decide quote unquote, that this is a good show for me to watch. I'm like, eh, I like beginning middles and ends and movies. Give me that. Uh, I, I watched lots of movies, but not so much in the TV show department. So I, oh. I sympathize uh, with, I just don't do the, oh, I started doing audio books um, because yeah. of the pandemic. I, I took up mowing the grass uh, during the pandemic. And so I needed more than just podcasts and, and took in, took in a bunch of audio books, but yeah, I, I, I sympathize with not being much of a TV watcher as well. And, and people don't understand that concept. <laughs> It's the same thing with books. Um, I do audiobooks and regular books because um, on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible, they sync. So mm. uh, during the pandemic, I took up an hour long or hour and a half long walk every day because my commute went away. So I had so much more time to actually like live a healthier life that I was like, great. We'll do books at night when I'm laying in bed. We'll do the same book, but on audio when I'm walking for an hour and a half. And it's just like, for me, it just calms me right out. It's great. It's, and it's not work. So I like need to do that. You know, that's an interesting thing. I, was there a way to sync where you were in the book 
With, they I mean, I guess you just go to the chapter, but. They automatically do it. If you buy a Kindle book, mm-hmm. you buy, um, it, you can the also Audible. have the option of buying the audio version as well. Um, it'll say Whisper Sync, and they literally just sync with each other. So you can pick up on Audible directly where you left off on oh. Kindle before, and then wow. go back to Kindle directly where you, that's ah, awesome. Yeah, because I would feel like it would take a few minutes each time, you know, each time to like figure out where you're at and and make it happen. So that that's that's awesome. So um, I'm guessing you didn't apply to be on Shark Tank. They they must have reached out to you then. I got a phone call um, from a woman who I didn't believe she was a casting director (laughs) for Shark Tank. Like I was like, whatever. No, you're not. So uh, I ended up giving this woman a free virtual fitting, like over the phone. I was like, all right, let's get your, you know, she was like, I have these problems. And I was like, I have solutions. Like, What do you need? So I'm very friendly. So I ended up giving her a virtual fitting over the phone. And then we got to the end of our convo and I was like, you are great. I love you. You know, talking to this, she was great. And uh, she was like, they would love you on Shark Tank. And I was like, that okay that sounds cool like what would that process be and she was like well this was step one (laughs) (laughs) so um you know after that it went right into the producers and sort of started that process wow wow so all right that that's that's all (laughs) i'm still waiting for my phone my phone to ring and then say hey here's our cease and desist No, 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 I, I don't, I don't think that's coming, but, uh, some people seem to think so, but I don't, I don't believe that's coming. Um, I would love to have the conversation though, but anyway, so you, so you're in the middle of, cause you start, you started your business, what, in 2020, right? Or 2019? Oh, we, we launched, we launched right in the middle of the first wave of lockdowns. And if you remember, I mean, right when we were all like sanitizing groceries and freaking oh, yeah. And or or half the population was like, oh, it'll be over in a month. So that we launched March 25th of 2020. Um, and I got to say, it was you just do what you got to do. Right. But it was brutal. <laughs> it's really, really a tough, tough time to launch um, because, it, you know, you know, inherently there's so many more important things going on in the world than your brand. Right. Like you, you got to have kind of perspective. And so I knew very, very quickly, we were going to have to pivot. It was not going to be this fairy tale that I had sort of planned for and that we were sort of set up for. And so I immediately went into like, you know, emergency mode um, and pulled back all the cash flow and just was like, okay, I'm going to have to, I don't know how long this is going to be, but I know it's going to be a long time. So I will have to learn how to do everything that I'm paying other people to do um, just in case this goes on for more than a couple months and it did <laughs> oh it did it did hey what doesn't kill us makes us stronger i mean it did right. kill a lot of people unfortunately but uh being you know it, it's funny because i have a, a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old and the four-year-old you know both of them just turned four and six so the four-year-old li- i mean literally doesn't have any probably memories prior right. to having masks on and and you know, limiting interactions throughout the years uh, of his memorable life. And uh, I mean, Ava, she's being sick. So she has, some, you know, memories prior to oh. it. But um, but it, it's one of those things where you're trying to 
like remember that you know four years from now five years from now six years from now people are probably going to forget all about this <laughs> you know they'll, they'll we'll have moved on and you know it, it'll be like a, a distant a, a distant memory for for most uh you know they'll be looking through the pictures like why was everyone wearing masks i don't wasn't there like a thing there was, a, yeah. there was a th- i mean for, for not everybody 20 pounds again at the same time like what was that all about yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so okay, so yeah, I, that is a precarious, a very precarious uh, time to launch a business. Uh, I mean, I was I was in Disney World the day to the day before it closed on March fifteenth. We drove oh, back, wow. yeah, to Philly. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then it was just like, okay, we got to find food. And I don't know if it was like this up in Boston, but you know, down down in Florida, nobody was rushing around like trying to get any paper towels and, and toilet paper. The only things that were missing off the shelves when we went within the pub. Well, within the public, me and my sister were like, where's like nobody's panicking. Everybody's got like the tiny shopping carts. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna load up the minivan here and take some things back because apparently you can't get everything back at home where people are just like mass panicking. Yeah, it was in Boston, Joe. It was, um, you know, it, it again. So in the Northeast, people tend to, I don't want to say follow the rules, because if you've ever driven up here, no, there are no rules, right? They're a bunch of mass holes. So um, that is true, too. But it's in the Northeast, You t- people are, they're really good about kind of sticking with recommendations and sort of, I mean, we have like one of the best healthcare systems in the country, right? So when it comes to this stuff, it didn't feel as bad as I kind of had seen it in the other parts of the country from um, kind of taking it seriously, but it did feel very bad in the going to just buy milk. Like where is the milk and what do you people, you can't stock up on milk. Like it goes bad. So yeah, it was a struggle for sure up here. Um, Nothing like what it sounds like in Florida. Yeah, no, it, well, it, at the time, like, like I said, I walked in, it's like nobody was, like, trying to, you know, we probably bought the most stuff out of anybody that was in any of the checkouts, yeah. you know, and it was early. It was, like, I don't know, 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning or something on a Saturday, Friday or Saturday morning. So, yeah, but still, it, it's just weird. It was weird. It was it was dystopian in the fact that, like, at home, everybody's rushing, to, you know, can't get, ch- you know, chicken nuggets, but here it's like, ah, how many how many bags you want? You just got to be able to get it home. <laughs> That's the only the only problem. But uh, so yeah, definitely a precarious time to start a business. Um, and very good on you for looking out and saying I need to you know pull back some of the spend because I don't know how long this is going to take to like you know get a, a good enough foothold. I mean, look, in a normal time, it could take a year, two years, three years, four years to really get a good foothold in a in a market. Right in in the pandemic times, you know, none, most of us, not well, some of us had lived through a pandemic back in, you know, or knew people that lived through that, you know, nineteen uh, was it nineteen eighteen uh, Spanish flu time, um, but not, you know, for the most part, most people didn't really know what that was like. So you're add all of a sudden you add shark tank to <laughs> to to the list of like growing demands of your life yeah. uh t- talk to me about how um you you started to structure your pitch what you know how you were balancing that with you know work life balance and, and well, we everything didn't, we didn't have to i so listen i didn't really understand like they were like write a pitch submit it go so i was like Okay. 
So I wrote a pitch and I submitted it to the producers and they were like, perfect. And I was like, okay, so do you want to like work on it? And they were like, no, 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 it's done. So I, it was, it, it was very, um, again, I don't know a lot of other people's experiences. For me, it was, I had a pretty clear vision. This is my company, right? And I'm the consumer of my own product. I created this for me. I needed this. So there's kind of no one else better to speak to it and to kind of understand from a consumer perspective how we need to be spoken to as women, right? I'm very not worried about talking about breasts in a very approachable way. I do it all the time because, again, it's part of the ethos of my business. Um, so I'm very comfortable with that. And they were just like, yeah, great. Awesome. This is awesome. Go. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought that was going to be a lot of time. Um, and it was not, it was approved kind of first draft. So um, from there on out, it was just a very, it was just kind of getting all the other details in place, I think. Um, you know, picking out your set, getting it ordered. Um, I was supposed to shoot in July. I got pushed back to um, September, which was challenging um, just for me because of the timing. You know, when, when you're approaching something like that, it's very hard to kind of live a normal life because you're, you always feel like you should be preparing more. And so I just got to a point where I stopped preparing. Um, I was just like, I know what I know. You know, the pitch has been done for four months. Like, we're good. We're fine. So, um, and then as you get closer, it's really about everything else. So I think it starts to hit you <laughs> that this thing that you've like grown and nurtured. And, you know, for me personally, I'm a solo founder. So I put all of my savings, all of my money. I sold my car. I sold clothes. I'm not joking. Like everything into this. Um, because I think, you know, for me, there's never been a plan B. It's plan A all day. And so we make plan A work, whatever it takes, right? And um, so the the idea of going on the show where you've seen that show is predicated on drama, which is, I think, why it's so successful. But it's also real. Like, they don't know you're coming. You know, you don't know what's going to happen until you walk in there. And so just the thought of the million ways that that could not help my business potentially or that, you know, I could not get what I wanted to say across or be who I M on camera was like really kind of scary, right? Because you're like, oh, I've been working so hard for this, and what if I don't do it right? So, I mean, you, like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more on the, the, you know, this is Plan A, and and this is, this, this is it, right? Um, now, what, what did you? I don't recall if you said in the in the episode, but what field were you in prior? So I got my MBA right out of undergrad. I was one of those early, they called it an early leader, but I basically was a four plus two, just went, was like, ah, I'm going to be big time. So I, <laughs> I was really young. So I was really, really young um, in business school. I was like one of the youngest people ever in business school. I was like 22, 23, like rolling in with sweat, wow. right? Like didn't understand that that was supposed to be a very sober experience. And I was like, let's, let's learn the things and get the jobs, right? Let's go. So, um, kind of, that's kind of how been most of my life has been. I'm just like, yes, I see that, want that, let's go do that. So I got a job, uh, an internship, <laughs> a guy wasn't supposed to, uh, with Procter and Gamble and then got the full-time offer. As soon as I graduated, I moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, um, as a, uh, assistant brand manager. And then from there, you know, 
they believe, as do I, that anybody can work on any brand, whether you're the consumer or not, as long as you take the time to really develop deep consumer understanding, talk with people, listen to people, do your research, do your homework. And so I've worked on a bunch of different brands for Procter & Gamble um, and then left and you know continued my career as a brand director, a VP of marketing, and a CMO. Um, so I did a bunch of stuff at kind of a younger age, just because I got, I got in and out of business school really quickly and very young. Right. Well, that, I mean, that, I mean, that, that's, that speaks a lot to you, right. And not only to your accomplishments, but your personality, your, uh, tenacity and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, I love, I love the fact that you you know, you took it upon yourself to say, ah, we're just going to go in and, and, and do this and, and and knock it out. I mean, I'm guessing you were a, a, at least a decent student to be able to uh, stomach the amount of schooling at that. I mean, not that big picture, not a doctor, you know, it, you know, not 10 yeah. years of school or anything like that, but six years, is, you know, all back to back right out of high school is, is a lot to, uh, to, to take in. Um, and, and it's awesome that it was able to work out for you uh with you know landing uh the the p and g offer so um well i look so so i i think you know having having going back to the whole plan a right and there is no no plan b i mean technically in your position the position you've set yourself in because you've done the work like you could get another vp marketing like not that you want it right and that's not really plan b that's kind of like plan z or like yeah, Z for zombie, right? Because <laughs> that's what you're that's what you're gonna be if you go back, right? <laughs> you know, the way I think about it is this: um, you you don't clear out your savings, your four hundred one k, everything you own. Move, I moved in with Mama Bear. That is true. Like, you don't do that because you think it'd be fun to make a bra, right? Like, you don't. You know, people have asked me. They're like, "Oh, well, when you know, how do you know the size of the consumer market?" And I was like. Because before I sold the car, turned the 401k into cash and used the savings, I made sure that I wasn't the only, like I made sure I wasn't wearing a $200,000 bra and developing that just for me, right? Like I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, I wasn't the only one that wanted this because, you, you know, sometimes we can be myopic and we can just be like, oh, this is a great idea and I should go and do this. And you should, but when you're going all in, you're putting every card on the table. I'm just the kind of person that's like, maybe we should check and just make sure we could make a couple dollars on this. Or maybe we should just go and hire someone to make me a custom bra. It's kind of one of those two things. So that's what I did, right? You, you kind of got to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I was just actually, before we were talking, I just went back and reviewed uh, the, your pitch episode and I, in it, I even talked about the, my avatar guide, right? Go and get that because that is 64 questions to enable you to be able to, to answer those questions, right? Is there people that are like that? Um, because you'll have all the answers. And once you have the answers of what they like, it's super easy to, to, to get the insight from the other brands that are already doing it and how they're going about marketing it. Um, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's super slash avatar. Didn't mean to make that an ad, but you, it's something you absolutely should think about, right? You to know that, um, you know, that the, there is somebody else that's going to buy it and you're not building a one off for just you and, and maybe like one or two other people that have 200 grand laying around. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I can't think that the value would be there. But listen, I don't come from a family um, with money, right? We're, I come from a single parent family. My mother's like superwoman. She's like a 1950s housewife. She sews, cooks, cleans, held like three jobs. So I, you know, I was raised in a family where I learned very quickly that if you wanted something, you could, you just have to work hard enough to get it. And, and I do realize that is not everybody's situation, right? Every, not everybody is a white woman uh, raised in a middle class, you know, house that that have opportunities to just go out and get a job and do what you want. But but there is something to be said for being ignorant enough, like I was at a young age, not to understand that there were limitations, to, to not even consider that there would be roadblocks. It's why, you know, I got into college. It's why I got into business school. I mean, I walked into my business school while I was a, a senior in college and said, hey, I want to go here. What do I got to do? And they're like, uh, you got to take the GMATs, do the application and fill out the referrals. And I was like, okay, when's the deadline? They were like, Friday. This is like a Monday. And I was like, great. I'll go take that test, whatever that is, do this and see on Friday. I'll get them to print out my score and just bring it in. And so I did. I'm No joke. Showed up to the GMAT like two days later and was like, hello, I would like to go to school here. And they were like, who the hell are you? <laughs> That's not, I don't recommend that. I guess there's just something to be said for being slightly ignorant. You know what I mean? There's something to be said for that. And just being like, I'll figure it out. Let's work. Let's go. I think what it is, is it, there's, it, it's for knowing yourself, right? And knowing your limitations, knowing your buttons, knowing what you're capable of, and then what you're not, like, maybe capable of, and what you're not capable of, right? And then finding, you know, where that middle ground to push the not into the maybe, and the maybe into the can, and all that in between, because that's, it's very gray area there, but knowing yourself well enough to say, yeah, no, I can totally just go and do this. I mean, I, I have a similar story, you know, I, cause I, I was a dropout of, of uh, high or not high school college and mm-hmm. back in like 2004, 2005. And I, I went to go back when I left my family's business I, or I was gearing up to leave. I went back to school and I was like, well, can I just test out a like, a lot of these things, like I've been around business. I'm, I'm the CEO of the company. Like I I've done to all the time, like, well, you're supposed to take this like Excel course or something. I'm like, bruh, like I've been using computers since I was six. Like <laughs> I, as I know servers, networking, all the, everything in between, like, I know it, like I, I know. It. And if I don't know it, I know how to Google it. Okay. It's not, it's not rocket science, right. you know? So it's, it, but it's about knowing yourself and knowing what you you know what your boundary your current boundaries are right mm-hmm. so yeah i i think and and maybe being ignorant to certain aspects of other people's <laughs> limitations and boundaries and thought processes yeah. is a good thing it, yeah. it absolutely is a good thing so you get to go walk down that hallway how are you feeling walking down the hallway i'm blacked right now you're not the first one to tell me that. No, I did. I did. So I actually looked it up um, when I got out of there. So it's called d- disassociation, apparently. Never happened in my life. Um, but I've been kind of hanging out all day and, you know, made friends with everybody because I'm friendly. So I'm like, hello, Janet, the hair lady. Um, and so, you know, I remember sitting back there. It's At this point, I've been there six and a half hours waiting 
going on, you know, between different lots, looking at stuff, setting up, getting ready. Like I said, I, I wasn't practicing at this point because, I, you know, what, like you just said, know thyself. For me, I've put the work in. And so I, I learned this in, in business school. College, I got to say my undergrad, I didn't do anything. I like, I have a pretty good memory. And so I would just kind of show up to class, go to every class, take it in, pass the test, you know, get good grades, be done. Right. I was pretty lazy in college. (laughs) Business school was, hey, everybody here is way smarter than you. Um, Everybody here has paid a hundred and something thousand dollars to be here full time for two years. A lot of international students, uh, you know, that are sent there to go and get an education. Um, my first semester, you know, I got a B average and that's anything less than a B in business school is failing and you're graded on a curve. So I learned very quickly that I actually needed to study and I actually wanted to learn really in-depth things versus what I felt like college was kind of broad, if that makes sense. Um, so I learned that the same thing happened with preparations for Shark Tank and then day of, right? It's like, if you're cramming before a test, i.e. going on Shark Tank, for me, what I'm doing is just psyching myself out. I'm overthinking it. I'm not staying true to who I am. I also made a cognizant choice that I was going to be just real Athena. People like real Athena and I like real Athena. Professional Athena is boring. Like, I think I'm boring when I'm like very buttoned up professional um, and I've had to play that role a lot in my career because I'm usually the youngest one on the executive team, only female, and probably by 30 years, the youngest on the board of directors, right? Like I am not fun when I'm being professional Athena. So I, I made the decision that I was like, you know what? I'm going to be normal Athena. I'm going to speak in my normal cadence. I'm obviously not going to swear, but I'm gonna <laughs> just going to be me um, because if they don't like me at that point, then I can say, forget them because I like me. So, right. If I try to be something different than that, if I try to go in as very polished professional Athena and they don't like that, I'll always think in the back of my head, well, that's not who I am. They don't know me. You know what I'm saying? It just felt like a a big risk of regret. And so I was like, and if something happens, like you black out, Joe, when you're about to walk down the you know thing, then I will naturally revert to natural Athena anyways, like normal Athena anyways. So it ended up working out because I did black out. Um, and I watched it for the first time with y'all on March 11th. <laughs> like That was literally my first time watching that episode. Well, I think it's also, I mean, it, it does come back again to knowing your, your customer, right? And if your customer is okay with, nor- you know, normal or regular Athena, uh, then, then that's, then that's all you should bring, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not really about selling the sharks. It's really about selling to the people. Right. You know, yeah. the shark, it's a, it's an added bonus to be able to walk out with a deal. But, you know, you're going to gain customers for life from that experience yeah. in, the, in those moments. And how many more women are going to, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I was falling for it too, right? Because I'm like, I love the puns. I love the, you know, what she's bringing to the table here as far as her personality and how she's treating it and, you know, not being super serious about it and, and all that. Cause if it was super serious, I'd be like, well, all right. I, I mean, I, I, but like that, does that, is that enough to separate you from the other, you know, bra companies out there? 
right? Being just the straight faced, like serious Athena. You know, I'd say it this way. This is maybe the way I think about it. I don't care. Um, why I don't care is this, you know, this is my brand. I've always been behind the scenes for all the other ones. And this is mine and I get to do what, this is my money. You know, I've had a lot of people reach out kind of initially very angry that we don't make sizes above a size 40 right now. I even saw some in the comments and, you know, I'm like, guys, (laughs) I hear you. Like we are getting there, but you don't understand the amount of cash that that takes. And you also may not understand that we're not Victoria's Secret. I don't have a million dollars in the bank. You know, these things cost a lot of time and money. And as a solo founder startup, like I, you have to work your way there. You can't just start getting everything to everybody because you physically, it would take you 10 years and you'd run out of cash before you did that. So, you know, it's great because now I can be like, hey, we are working on it now that we have a little bit of cash. We are absolutely going into testing next month. You know, you can have a vision for your company and not yet have it achieved, but it doesn't make the vision any less valuable. It doesn't make the vision any less sort of authentic to you. I am the consumer and my only goal is to leave women better than I found them because I struggled, man, for a long time. And I struggled in my prime probably years, right? Where I should have been flaunting it, running around very confident with my body And instead, very cognizant of the attention that it drew that was unwanted or um, how I was that was playing out for me in a professional setting. Do you know what I mean? And I those are things I try to help other women with so they don't have to go through what I did. Ultimately, I don't care if being professional or personal works for people. What I do care about is authenticity, because ultimately I've learned that if you try to be, you know, everything to everyone, you're basically nothing to no one. And not every single woman that comes in contact with Behave should love me or the brand. If that's the case, I'm doing it wrong. Like they should, they should, you know, we should have love people, not like people. And what I've seen since the show is unbelievable love. I've never seen a more emotional consumer. And it's what I've been saying for two years. You know, this is a real problem with a real solution now that we're working to even expand that. But that is more valuable to me than dollars in the bank than sales and, you know, the system will, those will come, those will come. But as we grow, like I got to stay true to what I was trying to build every single day because it's my company and I want to work here and like get jazzed to go to work every day. You know what I mean? As you should, it, it is your company. It's your money. It's your, like, it's your every, I mean, at this point, it's like pretty much yeah. everything, but the roof over your head. Right. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's, but, and, and again, that will come just like all these other, other, uh, awesome things. And it's so great to see, uh, so much support for something that, uh, for, I guess for a problem that, that people like as a, a large chunk of the population experiences yet doesn't talk about, uh, well, I, you know, I, that's why I like, so I interviewed a friend of mine and I kind of, I think I mentioned this in the episode, uh, my friend, Jessica Kravitz and in, in, she's in New York and she, she did, does uh bra size fittings like at your house. Like I don't want to say door to door. She's not going door to door, but she's literally in, in home, in home, in home fittings. 
And um, and to me, that was like, a, you know, I'd never heard of that before. I'm like, oh, that's that's <laughs> crazy. Like, I, I, you know, I mean, when I when I found out about it, it was probably in 2011 or something like that. So, you know, I mean, it was a it was a while ago at this point, but um, but it just opened my eyes to a, like a whole different problem that I didn't even know existed until you know I met her and then we're talking and all that. So, um. It, yeah, it, it's something that I, I feel like if it bothers that many people, we should talk about it and not live in a culture of silence. It's like we're so loud about so many things, especially on Facebook, about things that's like, I thought we were supposed to not talk about money or politics or religion. But, but, but let's be silent about things that like literally are hurting people every day. I mean, not hurting people in the in the grand scheme of like what Ukraine's experiencing or anything like that, but or other parts of the world are experiencing to, to this moment, but everybody's experience, you know, a lot of people are experiencing this problem and, and it just, it, it becomes a, a silence thing, which really sucks. I think it's, you know, uh, I think you make a great point there, which is like, that's why I think a lot of the reaction was as strong as it was for our company. Um, and for me, right. Like I give women permission to talk about things that maybe some have considered taboo, I'm like, everybody has breasts. Men have them. Women have them. And if men don't have the same ones we're talking about, they've seen them. Like, <laughs> we're all, this is not nuts. I, I tell women, I'm like, listen, I've seen all of them. I've yet to see a really, truly bad pair. I got to be honest. They're all pretty great. And you got to stop and tell, and, and, and stop looking at Instagram with Photoshopped people and airbrush. You have to, like, put down the magazines, stop looking at what people are trying to show you, turn off the porn, quite frankly, stop. Those are augmented. If you think they're going to sit up and stare you in the eyes, you're either 10 years old or you're augmented, which I have nothing against, but again, get some perspective. Look at your friend's boobs. Women do not get naked around each other nearly enough. Um, you know, you go into a locker room and there's not women walking around topless, like, doing stuff where we tend to be the more modest sex and there's nothing wrong with that except that I think it makes a lot of women live in this stage of fear to talk about it taboo side so if I can be the one that breaks that through in a way that's approachable obviously classy right let's not not say things that that are sort of demeaning but if I can be that one that that gives women permission to kind of take a look at it and feel better about it there's more than 50 million women that have a double D and above. It, it, there's way more than that. Um, I'd argue, you know, F cup is probably actually more of the average. So Jeez. it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to grow. If I'm the one that gives you permission to be like, screw this, let's, let's do something different. Great. I've done my job quite frankly. Yeah. Well, and, and you do it in a way that is approachable. And again, the puns were awesome. <laughs> so I, I think it opens uh people's minds to what we can and can't talk about and and look i um there's like like being a guy right it's it's difficult even for me to like do like do the reaction video in some ways because like i can't necessarily speak to the problems i only know i mean i you know obviously i know my friend jessica and i have lots of friends that are women but, you know, we don't generally talk about that, right? It doesn't generally come up. And even to, you know, I had to go to my wife and say, well, you know, what, like, what's the cost of a bra? Because I don't, I don't buy them, right? I don't, I don't go shopping for them. I don't know much. Yeah. 
I don't know my I don't know what I don't know, right? So I have to I have to go out and find out that information as well to be able to bring it here to the yeah. channel. Um and but yeah, I I I am a, a little I am a little surprised that um it's it's actually as big of a problem as as you you were saying and as um that they're as large as they are, uh the the sizes like I mean I I mean I guess it, it well even on this end. It, I mean, I don't hang out with a bunch of prepubescent boys. I guess I should say to 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 have those conversations because like the people I hang out with don't have those conversations. It just doesn't come up. So yeah. Again, we'll get there. Um, we'll we'll all get to a point where we can stop. Like what the thing that makes me sad, right? Is that and because I did this too. As women, we blame ourselves. So we're like, oh, it's my body that's the problem. It's my body that's weird or freakish or whatever term you want to throw on this. I mean, listen, I grew up, when you go to a store, a normal big box store, any store, and you cannot find your size, you feel like you do not exist. There's no other way to kind of put that. I I feel normal and my, well, I mean, probably mentally not, but like I feel normal every day. And then there's just this one thing that makes me all of a sudden wildly abnormal. I, not that I, I want everybody to be the same or, or systematic or normal, but again, the way it makes women feel who are already chasing idealized standards of beauty that aren't, aren't real. And then again, you get into this area where it's like, nothing I do provides relief. Everything hurts. I can't find something that fits me. My body's the problem. You know, even just me telling women every single day when I talk to them, like, hun, it's not you. It's the bra. We can fix the bra. The That's the easy part. Like we can fix that part. You need to like understand that what God gave you is awesome. Like we'll, we'll work with that. It's the bra that that's got to be trash. Like blame the bra. Please stop blaming yourself. Like when was the last time your partner ran screaming from the room when you took off your top? When was the last time that happened? Never. Right. Cause they're awesome. <laughs> So, like, enough with the body shaming stuff. You're doing it to yourself. Stop it. Shame the bra. The bra sucks. <laughs> well, um, so, all right. So, a couple, couple things. Uh, one, the filters thing, the filters aspect. Um, you know, I was watching a, there was a TikTok, that, or I guess it was a TikTok that was on my Facebook uh, feed of this lady talking about, like, how I don't know. She was talking about something. I don't recall what she was talking about. But she at the end, she's like, "And this isn't even what my real face looks like," you know. And I, and so she t- turns the filter off, and I'm like, "So it's not far off, but like, holy crap! Like, like live um, processing of of people's faces. <laughs> I mean, we're worried about deep fakes. What about just like fake fakes? Like, like if I'm if I'm in the um the makeup industry in the t- in the television sector." I, I think in another five years or so, I might not really need a job. I might not have a job, you know, yeah. for most, for most, ca- in most cases, you know, we there's always going to be live in front of studio audiences. But if we're just like taping in front of nobody, just throw the filter on, man, you know, and we're just, and let it roll. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, this is why, you know, I have always limited my personal social media intake. Um, because I am a relationship person, right? By nature, I like people. I like to meet people. I like to hear about people. I like to interact with people. And so, and I like the reality that that brings. 
And so I've always limited my social and I, you know, I've always known like we, we only post our best sides on social. Very rarely do you have people that are like, man, I totally lost my patience with my children today and told them they were terrible monsters. Like no one's posting that. So, you know, I already kind of know that. I think the challenge with women, especially with breasts is when you have large breasts, a lot of the time is spent minimizing their appearance, their look, their impact on your life. You're really trying to kind of get them to behave. And that is that is where that name came from, for real. I was like going on a rant one day and I was like, I don't want them up at my chin. I don't want them smashed on my body. I definitely don't want them pointing at the floor. I just want them to sit in their assigned seats and behave themselves. Like enough, stop causing me problems. So that's how I came up with the name. But I'll, you know, these women, it's just like, we have enough junk to deal with. I am aging. It is true. I I am okay with that, right? People that know me know what I look like. They know that I don't really wear makeup normally. They know that I don't usually blow out my hair. Um, they know that I am just, you know what I look like. That's I'm not doing selfies everywhere because I'm like, you know what I look like if we're good friends. There's no need to like posture on social. Um, let's be clear, you know, I'm not finding my next ex-husband on social. So like, it's, you know, we, we got to do a better job of just being as authentic as possible because exactly what you're saying, Joe, it's, it's only going to get worse <laughs> with the filters and the makeups and the Photoshopping and the deep fakes and the real fakes and whatever we do. Um, we, we got to get better about learning how to handle that as females in particular, because it, it becomes insidious. And then women are like, that is real. And you're like, no, 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 nothing about that is real. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I, I got to figure out how to do a better job. Um, and, and part of the puns is because if I get into highly tactical language, it goes over people's heads. So it's like, let's just talk like normal people, their breasts, their boobs, their tots, whatever you want to call them. Um, you just want them to behave. You just want them to stop causing you problems. You just want to feel confident. It's, it's the same stuff. And, you know, since the beginning of time, it's just a product that in particular in the U S market, Joe is not, you know, has not been done its service. Quite frankly, Victoria's secret really, really messed up a whole generation or two of women. So we're trying to undo that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that is that is great to hear. Uh, you know, the, you, your point about the you know negative marketing. I mean, aside from like I had to yell at my kids today, but even then, I feel like every time I see or I, I didn't mean to say negative marketing that that gave it away. Every time I see negative posts, it's for marketing purposes yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, unless somebody dies or is super right. sick, uh, it, if it has something to do with you personally and it's negative, it's probably yeah. a marketing ploy for for something. <laughs> And I'm Which not is, you know, for share, and we tell everybody our business. It's more of like, you know, how do we add that extra layer of reality uh, that this isn't like we know it's not someone's everyday life, but think about it when you're going on social 26, 27, 28 times a day, that is your touch on reality at some point, right? It's not like you're checking mm-hmm. once a day and you're like, those people are crazy. <laughs> you're on that constantly, you know, doing whatever the heck you're doing. And it starts to become just like I said, insidious. So I'm not telling people to stay off social. I guess it's, it's more for my ladies out there to be like, connect back with the people in your life that are real, 
go look at your friend's boobs or your mom, whoever, right? Get some real perspective. Ask your partner, male, female, whatever, you know, what they think. And then, and then just stop, right? And then leave it there um, instead of taking it to the places that I think we all tend to kind of take things, which is like we internalize and we're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. Well, yeah, you're never going to be perfect. So the best you can do is be your version of a perfect 10. That's what I strive for. Um, cause I'm never going to look like you, Joe. I'm never going to look like your That's wife. Okay. You don't want, you don't need to. Oh, <laughs> I, wanted to. I never will. So I just, I'm like, all right, let's go be Athena perfect 10. That's the only, I have blinders for that. Um, because I'm unwilling to get enough plastic surgery to look like someone else's perfect 10. I, it feels hard. So I'm just like, let's do Athena stuff. Um, and stick there and stay in that lane. And that, I think it frees you up not to get jealous of other women and not to feel like you're, you're wanting, because this is what, again, this is my gene pool. I deal with what I have here. Like, this is what I gotta do. I have to like get an A plus doing that first. Right. <laughs> well, 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 as an Italian, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, believe me, I know. Um, <laughs> we got so far away from what we were saying. All right, so well, this is kind of my business, really, but yeah, it's fine. No, it is. It is. It, you know, it's an aspect into the the psyche, um, the thought process, the marketing process, mm-hmm. all those things. I mean, it is right. They all, all of it. I like to think anything that comes out of my mouth is business related. But I'm just gonna be talking about video games. I don't care what I'm talking about. It's it's something we're tying it back to business yeah. in one way or another. Um, so okay, so. How do you, how do you feel it went in the in the tank? Do you feel that it it was a well represented like the the final video was well represented of the I don't know forty five minutes hour that you were in there? Joe, babe, I was in there ten minutes. Now oh, come on, no, you come on. Yeah, they think it might be the fastest ever. <laughs> no way! Come on, seriously. Hey, yes, I was. Hey. Was you sure it was actually 10 minutes? I mean, I, I could see my, a half my hour. You just told me it was 12, uh, two minutes for the pitch. <laughs> wow. I was on a new version called Extreme Punk Athena Shark Tank. Like, I couldn't understand why <laughs> it went. Uh, you know, I wore low heels, Joe. Like, I was like, they're like, you're going to be standing out there. And I was like, all right, we're going to go for the sensible shoes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, yeah, no, it was that it, that quick. They did not cut out much. We'll put it that way. Wow. Okay. All right. And uh, did you have a shark in mind when you went, were going into it that you, well, you probably wouldn't since you didn't really watch the show or. No, listen, you know, just because I didn't watch the show doesn't mean I didn't do my homework. Um, I very much studied up just like you would any investor or any kind of business meeting, uh, each of their personalities and sort of what they needed, how they needed to receive information. Um, and then compared it against how sometimes I can give information, especially when I'm nervous, I can just be like, you know, so, um, I, I really worked hard on developing, skills for myself to prevent me from just absolutely word vomiting on people. You've seen it happen on the show. Um, but just like taking things off on your fingers. I know my numbers. I do my own financials. Like I know everything about my business. So, you know, why get 
caught up on something I know, why not just figure out how to deliver the information in the way in which someone needs it? So I did a lot of that, you know, no like Jedi mind tricks, just basic stuff that would get me to the point because I know my stuff. I know my stuff. It's whether you like it is your call, but like, I know what I'm doing. So I, you know, I really practiced that part, did a lot of research on those guys on how they seem to react and, and like data and like stuff delivered to them. It wasn't changing my, what I was going to do. It was just making sure I was delivering more effectively than, than I have a call. There've been a couple times in my career where I've just been like, man, could have done that a little bit better, Athena. Come on, man. So, you know, drawing my on those for myself, being like, okay, let's prevent this. Let's and it was great because I blacked out. So I naturally reverted to my preparation. I was like, okay, apparently this is going well in my head as I'm watching myself do this. It's going quite well. So we don't need to be cognizant of what we're saying. It's all coming out in the right way. <laughs> As it did, as it did. I mean, look, the te- you know, the editors, you know, will will chop it up and make it look like it did or it didn't. So that's that's awesome to see. And so, so did you? Did you have a shark in mind that you you know no. were thinking? No. Oh, okay. Well, I you know I had thought for different reasons, different people might be interested. I think what what makes it a little bit challenging, Joe, is like. You really don't know what else they're doing. You can look up the companies they're affiliated with and the deals they've done, right? But you really don't know who could really have a conflict of interest that you're not aware of. And so, you know, you always just hope that you're going on there without having the ability to get a deal from Five Sharks. So that's kind of where I started. But I think each one of them does offer something very valuable and we are such a young company and I'm again, a solo founder that I, I found value in each one of them. And that's, that's the honest to God's truth. Like Mark Cuban wants to come in like Mark, we could have figured out exactly what to do to kind of make this work for you and really benefit me. Same with Kevin, absolutely. Barbara, obviously Lori, um, and even Damon, but it's like, you know, you don't know what the else these guys have going on. And I'm not sure they had a chance to make any deals that day. They might've been cut what happened, but uh, I think Kevin, you know, might've made it known that no one was going to beat the deal he was about to give me. So, Hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I know I certainly was surprised uh, seeing Kevin offer up a deal um in a line that i and i talked about this in my reaction video about like look I, there's a lot of things i think kevin passes up on that i'm like you already have the mailing list like what yeah. what comes after marriage babies why are you not investing in more baby stuff like not that you have to invest in everything but it just to me like he get he goes out so quick on things that it's like there's a lot of opportunity there because you already have the data data yeah. whatever you want to call it to, to make those deals and, and make it happen. And, and to your point, which, you know, I, I'd never really thought of um, pro- admittedly before this is, uh, is you don't really know what they have going on. You know, the deals that they did, you know, the deals that actually went through, but you don't know what, you know, what they've been introduced to since last mm-hmm. filming, like, or, or, cause I mean, there's like, like a year between filming, you know, in, in some cases. So, 
Right. There's a lot of time there that they're like doing other deals and they're doing other op being introduced to by other companies they've already made deals with, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you, you just, you know, you have the history, but the history doesn't dictate where necessarily, I mean, how we saw Mark Cuban invest in, uh, Tania speaks and then in, um, in, in, uh, diaper, um, uh, diaper dust. So yeah. like just, you know, sometimes it doesn't always make, you know, it doesn't always go the way you, you might think it would go yeah. uh, for, or for like say cosmetics or for uh, a baby product. Yeah, it's, really, it's like, don't over, you know, I, I am an overthinker by nature. Um, but, but this was the one where it's like, again, don't overthink it. Just do it. Like, no, know what you're going to take, what you can take, what you're willing to take. Right. And again, for me, I, I do my own numbers. I do my own stuff. So I'm like, I know what I can do here and what I can't. Um, know that the deal you're making is going to help your business or you wouldn't be on the show going through that amount of like stress and like crazy town. Um, and just I, for me, it was, again, focus on what you can control. And what I can control is me. And what I can control is you know, again, my biggest concern was coming off as someone other than who I am. Like I am jazzy and happy and like people and care about what I'm doing. And so the the most horrifying thing for me was like that I was going to come off as like some weird person that I would not want to be friends with and that I would forever be embarrassed was captured on tape. Right? <laughs> That's what I was worried about. You know, I, 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 that's come up quite a few times in these interviews is like, you know, I, I, I feel like I would be like, oh, I don't like, don't make that face. Don't make that like panic face. Don't make that face. And then bam, you, they're going to find it one way or another. You're going to make it not even realize you made it. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't come off looking too horrific. I made know, that face. I mean, they, they literally got pictures of me where I'm like, like just looking crazy. <laughs> and again, what do I care? Right. I don't care. You have to get to the point where you're just like, I know who I am. I know what I look like. Everybody who loves me and I love knows me. Right. So if someone's going to capture one frame and say, this girl looks nuts, you're probably correct. I probably looked real nuts in that frame. Like what, what am I concerned about? That if you think I look a little crazy in a frame, it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I looked a little nuts a couple of times. Um, that's fine. Right. What I was more concerned about is that the, my essence wouldn't kind of translate. I wouldn't be able to kind of get across, you know, I can be a very earnest person where I'm like, I want you to like me um, for people that I, I want to form a relationship with. So that's what I was trying to do on the show is just be true to that. That's who I am. I'm not, it's not going to change at this point. So just don't come off looking like some weird wooden girl in a dress you know what they were calling me behind the scenes so I, I was there all day I spent a lot of time picking out her dress right because it's challenging joe ask your wife i do i see it every day it's, it's, it's yeah. like all right are you done this is the well, third third time you've gotten changed okay good not you the good same reason though like for me the challenging part joe is the top half needs something and it doesn't really match the bottom half, right? It's one dress, one piece of fabric. And, uh, you know, I'm buying like a 14, 16. And then the whole bottom's got to be remade so that thing fits. 
the reason is because I wanted to make sure it was somewhat apparent that I really am the customer. Right? I am, but without, without having to show anything else, right? I wanted to do that on my terms. You, I think a lot of people need to see that I'm the customer, but at the same time, I am not super comfortable showing my breasts on television, quite frankly. And so that was like, I spent a lot of time with that. And um, I remember I was, you know, I was on the set all day, like going all around and um, I would meet really people and be like, hello, again, I'm in LA, super friendly. And people are just like, hi. Um, and, you know, throughout the day, they would come up to me and like, you're the, you're the CEO James Bond girl. Because they, they thought that I look like a CEO Bond girl. Right. Which I was like very flattered about. <laughs> like, oh, you're the one with like the very tailored, you know, Bond girl vibe. And I was like, that's me. Hi. <laughs> that's a very forward way to meet somebody. I don't know if I would, if I could say that to somebody that I just met. Again, it is, that's, <laughs> that's a vibe that's good for me. What's not, what wouldn't be good for me is a not looking like the CEO of my own company or be looking, you know, like an avatar version of this consumer. Like I am a normal human. This is, this is how normal women look. Thanks guys. But maybe with a touch of CEO. So we, it worked out, but man, that was real stressful trying to find the, the perfect dress that wouldn't show anything, but that would show just enough to have people be like, Oh yeah, she's my people. Like I got her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely uh, sympathize with that or empathize with that because that, that I, it's, um, fi- I mean, finding the right dress in general, I mean, can be difficult when you're trying to find the right dress that for five million people uh, plus the rest of the world well, was, are going to see you in on reruns forever and always. Well, it was a little tough, a sharp, a little tough. right? Like I am the CEO of my company. I was very concerned about. I want to look the CEO. We don't, I'm not going to come out wearing a behave t-shirt. Like we don't, we don't make those either, but like, I'm, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to make sure, you know, far too often people have not taken me seriously in my career. And that's actually fine with me. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? I have been to plenty of meetings where I get, you know, the intern with me. I used to have this intern, Sam, back in one of my jobs. And we we're at one of the biggest retailers in the country in person to meet the buyer and he walked right by me to Sam and was like, hello, it's so nice to meet you. And Sam was like, looking around. And I was like, hi, I'm Athena. I'm the CMO. How are you? <laughs> it's, it's fine for me, honestly, because don't take me seriously. And then we'll see what happens, right? Like I'll eat your lunch. But for Shark Tank, it was really about, you know, please do take me seriously because this is a, a, a very interesting category where a lot of men don't take it seriously. Like you were saying, a lot of men don't understand how emotional and painful and whatever this category can be. And so they, you know, they think you're some, I don't know, 20 year old cheerleader just screwing around on the side. So I did want to hit that balance because I, I do feel like I had a little bit I needed to do that a little bit more than maybe some of the other companies that come on the show because of the nature of my product. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I just want to point out the, um, your ability to not internalize things like that 
that ha- like like having somebody walk right by you and and I'm, is, was Sam a guy or a girl? A guy. I'm a, I, I assume oh, yeah. a guy, but I, yeah. you know, I, I have one of my one of my business geeks here on the Business Geeks podcast is is Sam, Samantha. Oh, and, nice. You know, so you know, we call her Sam, and <laughs> so um, you know, to not inter- internalize things like that to a point of um, what's the bitterness? I guess I should say. Uh, is would be the word is is well that's it, it's an incredible feat that a lot of people can't get through you know get by it or through it um, or work through it or think outside of you know their world enough to think like that it you know this is the end all be all of of everything right because there I mean there's there is that um, I don't know if you'd say stereotypical like female business person that like internalizes everything and i'm going to crush everybody because everybody's against me because i'm a woman and and all that and it's like i like so i can appreciate not coming off as in that stereotypical like angry businesswoman fashion and yet still saying yeah well like i you're gonna see what happens because like i i'm smiling but like it's all good like it's all good like it's all good it's it's um (laughs) again i you know i I think the data would say that every businesswoman, if you just look at the data, should be rather angry and aggrieved. Um, just data, right? Like I always mm-hmm. joke, if I had like the confidence of a mediocre, mediocre white man, I would be a bazillionaire by now. I, I joke about it; it's not true. But ultimately, again, we—I can only be perfect ten Athena, and I struggle. Like I'm not there; I won't be there probably ever but you don't know me that well. So of course it's not personal for me. And of course it's based on your past experiences and not mine. And of course I am the CMO. So I don't have to prove anything to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I already got the job. So I don't mind it. But again, with television and Shark Tank, you know, nuance is not really possible. Like it's, mm. it's too quick. You don't know how they're going to cut it. That again, this going all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. That's why that show terrified me, because there is no time for nuance or a deep discussion or an understanding of each other's perspectives. Right. Like you are on TV. However, they cut you is who people think you are. That's it. End of the day. So, you know, I may be blessed in some aspects because I was only in there for a minute. And so there's, you kind of had to show it all if you were going to show it. But um, I, I kind of get it, it. That's what terrifies me. And that's why it's just, you got to have like, you got to kind of prepare yourself and, um, and just say, okay, whatever happens, happens. And I'll just do whatever I possibly can. That's my best. And We'll have to, you know, see where the chips fall, right? What else are you going to do? You can't buy someone out, though you could try, I guess, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, generally not. uh, No, (laughs) generally not. But um, okay, so you, because I know we're running long here, um, and I want to be respectful of your time. Oh, I'm good, whatever, too. But um, so we, you get through it, and you, you countered back. To Mr. Wonderful, um, seventeen. Yeah, what, did you have that number in mind before you? No, Joe. I didn't think. I well, obviously, but... he goes. He again. He boxed everybody out. He was like, "This is what's happening." Twenty, and I'm like, seventeen. Oh, like, I don't know. What, what am I going to counter? 
Like you gotta counter something. You gotta at least like let them know you're there to play. But like I'm like seventeen point five. Like what are we talking about for two three percentage points? Right? Like does it? It's ridiculous that like. But you gotta counter. I guess that's my point. Is you do need to counter always. They they you know they'll anybody you've ever talked to for that show is like counter. So it was just such. It was just so close to my original offer where I was just like what again it was all very i was very much deer in headlights a lot of that where i was just like i'm sorry you said what at 20 that i said 15 you what 20 so i yes i countered 17 because that really was really the only thing to do at that moment um 19 would have been ridiculous 18 equally ridiculous 16 percent. like are we really gonna do that so i was like we'll go right in the middle ish um and we'll end up at 20 because that's totally good for me, but we got to at least try, right? So I did. Yeah, no, I, I do I do think that you should, you know, in, as a general rule of thumb, try. Um, but then you get the you get the shark's reaction. Oh, what are you talking about? It's talking about 2% or 3%. Like, yeah. I but... knew we weren't going anywhere for 2 or 3%. <laughs> I wasn't worried about it. But on the off chance that it works, why not? Like, yeah. Again, I wasn't about to look a gift horse in the mouth um, ever, right? I know when you got the bird in hand, again, me and my puns, but for real, like when, when you're good to go, just shut up. So I was like, all right, 17. No, okay, great. Let's do it. <laughs> Stop talking, say yes, and let's roll. Like, what are we even talking about right now? So you get your deal, you leave this tank, uh, head home. How, like, what, what, what how things start going after after leaving leaving the tank well i stayed in in la for a little bit um i have a little half brother out there who's probably the coolest human in the world like he's so awesome and i never get to see him so we actually uh went to the beach and just sat around for a couple days um my older brother from back here flew out and we had like a little mini sibling reunion just for a couple days because i really needed to kind of unwind Again, it's a very stressful experience um, because of what's at stake. And so after I was like, let's just take a moment of zen. And again, get my favorite people around, which is my family. Um, so yeah, I didn't party. I didn't do anything. I just kind of hung out with my brothers. Um, and like, if, if you put me near an ocean and I see an ocean, all is right with the world. So I literally just went to the ocean and just stared at the ocean for, <laughs> for about two days. Um and then, yeah, it came back, and then I really started to prepare for when the episode might air. Clearly, it was a little bit more aggressive than I had prepared for. Um, we can talk about that in a second. But, yeah, I, you know, ordering inventory, making sure um, that our systems are perfect, that, you know, I have a plan A, B, and C, uh, depending on what happens, and then waiting. A, B, and C. Come on now. There's only a plan A, I thought. <laughs> well, there's there's plan A with your assumptions. And your assumptions are... Uh, plan A is only as good as your assumptions. And mine were a bit yeah. low. So it didn't work <laughs> out great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, you, is that like, so how, how did things get, get kind of heavy for you? We aired on March 11th. Um, I thought we would sell bras. I did. So I ordered a bunch of bras and added them to our inventory and was like, we're going to sell some bras. This is going to be great. And I didn't throw a party 
because I'm much too practical for that. Um, I had my whole family over and a couple of my besties came in for the weekend and we worked. Oh, I had oh, everybody trained oh. in customer service. That's a party. Okay. Just no. to let you know, if you no, just no. have a, your family over, that's still a party. Well, no, no, they came, you don't understand. They came over to get training. For oh, customer oh, service. oh, 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 yeah. Still a party. Look, you have a painting party. You have a customer, customer training party. So, no, you don't understand. So we're watching. Everybody's got their laptops. I've set everybody up on our customer service system. I provided training materials. Like I really kind of got after that. Um, same with my, my couple, my really good friends who, you know, women are great at this stuff. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I started talking about bras and breasts, we started getting orders. Um, I have a really dope video. I'll send it to you. It's dope. Yeah, please do. It's our site. The 10 minutes that I started, like as soon as I started talking and the 10 minutes after, and it looks like a nuclear explosion is going on on the East coast, the Midwest of the United States. It was while I was speaking, we were getting orders and I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. I wonder if this is how, and then uh, about 20 minutes later, my developer calls me panicked. She's like, Athena, you're going to sell out. And I was like, what are you smoking? What are you talking about? Um, and then we went on there and she's like, you have 4,000 open carts right now on your site today at this moment. And it just started. So we, um, you know, it's, it's great, but we sold out. Essentially, we were out on Saturday, less than 24 hours later. Um, really, everything went by Sunday. Um you know, I don't want to give out the financial numbers, but yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. They were uh, ridiculous, um, absurd, right? So, uh, yeah, and then we have, you know, we're working on a ten thousand person wait list, and we're working on. I think I've gotten three thousand emails in the past ten days. No joke. It's every so everybody. Long story short, they're all still working for me full time. My mother, my sister in law, really good friends. I, Every like my brother's taken off his job just to help kind of support everybody right now. I'm not joking with you. We are so inundated. It's it's hard to describe. Like this right now, this interview is my my free time for the day, and I'm really enjoying it, Joe, because I'm not, you know, doing uh, emails right now, which I also love talking to customers. I've talked to everybody, but I just uh, yeah, it's like basically what you see on like TV, right? It's like the six a.m. to two a.m nonstop all day. We, we are Greek and Italian and I have not had a home cooked meal in 10 days and I'm about to die from eating takeout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, will someone make me lasagna, please? Like I'm dying over here. So, uh, we're trying to like figure that out. Right. Because there's just no, I care too much to let stuff go, to let it go unanswered, to let it go on, on talk to, uh, I'm, my whole nights are booked up with virtual fittings, trying to help you know, that kind of got screwed up on my calendar and was open when it should have been closed. And so I booked those out for like a month. So I just care too much to kind of let things slip. Um, yeah, we went to the shipper, helped pack orders last week. Like we're just, you do whatever you have to do because people have put their trust and faith in you, right? And that's a big burden, but like suck it up, buttercup, because this is, you know, this is where you want to be. And it's only going to make you better. It's only going to make you stronger. And you're going to have to hire some people like I just did yesterday. Just like, hey, I don't even know you. Can you work? Can you work through? Thanks. So um, it's a great place to be. But it, insanity is the understatement. Like the, 
I, I can't tell you how much that understates this. I knew it was going to be crazy. I did not understand that for my brand, it was going to be absolutely bananas. And it's like the, um, the most emotional love notes you've ever seen and the angriest customers because they can't buy your product you've ever seen. Both for me are gold. Those, those are awesome. Well, I, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, you know, first off, thank you for emailing again, for emailing me to be on the, you know, <laughs> writing the comment and, and emailing me and, and to be here and um, taking your time in the time off, you know, your, your, your solo time to be here is it, it, it does mean the world to me uh, and to be able to share your story and share uh, the experience and share the the knowledge and everything else that comes along with it, the puns, uh, all of it together uh, in one is is just phenomenal um, to to get to to be me and experience it. So I I'm, I greatly appreciate you for that. Of course, this is fun. This is like what do we? It, life is fun sometimes, right? This is cool to talk about. What if we were on here talking about how I like tripped when i was walking down the thing and like went face first into a plant that's not as much fun joe like this is the fun stuff. <laughs> no it wouldn't be a fun though we did have an, uh, an example of that uh here in philly when the eagles won the super bowl uh the guy that ran into the the subway pole because he was like cheering with the people like leaving on the subway no. and he's running and like ran like head first full speed into uh, a pole in the subway here in Philly. Uh, I believe that was it. It was around the time they won the Super Bowl. Maybe it was before, just before they Ooh. won the Super Bowl back in 2017. So, so look, but they, <laughs> it happens, you know, sometimes, you know, and then you get to go on the news and get to, you know, go on the radio and stuff, and stuff for, you know, for unfortunate, uh, unfortunate things. But, no, I, I, it's wonderful that your your family has stepped in to, to uh, help you, you know, run run the co- you know make the company operate right, keep the engine moving, and um, it's awesome that you. I, I mean, I know I love to get to um, experience the love letters, the comments, and everything from from people that watch this channel and the people that work with me and all yeah. that stuff. Like that, I mean, that to me is like, the, that is currency. You know, I, I did my podcast since, since 2014. Um, just after I left my family's business, I didn't leave my family's business. Cause I love money. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's like, eh, you know, it's, it's whatever, you know, money doesn't move the needle that much for me. Right. Um, and as much as like people and relationships and, and conversations and stories do, so for me, getting to have, you know, to, to share this time with you and get to read the comments of the people in the super community and um, all, all, like, all those different things that I've done over the years, like those are the things that really um, move the needle for me so much more okay. than more money. Um, and, and I love the fact that you, you talked about that as well, being a motivating fa- uh, factor for yes. you you know, making the, uh, cause I mean, obviously this is for you, right? The, the, this, this whole company was for you. And, and the, I, I love that when we can take selfish things and share that with the world and, and enable other people to have, um, life transforming experiences because of it. No, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. I think like it, you got, you have to have something more to get up for in the morning than a paycheck and just money. Um, I would love a paycheck. So maybe I can start taking one of those for the first time in like three years. 
highly doubt it yet, right? But we'll try. Um, you, you have to have something more than money to get up for because it's so easy to be like, ah, today I want our money, right? And then what do you do? Like, it's again, you don't put everything you have against something um, that you don't find valuable. And for me and for you, it sounds like it's value is more than money. It's in relationships. It's new experiences. Yeah, it's awesome. Like talking to women that are like, you have changed my life. This bra is the best thing ever. I feel comfortable. I feel awesome. I feel sexy. I'm just like, <gasps> I'm not a highly emotional woman. I, you know, I'm not a big crier or or any of that. I'm more of like a suck it up. Let's get it done. But I see stuff like that and I just geek out. I'm like, this was worth it. And then I want to get up tomorrow morning and, and have that same moment and be like, yes, it's still worth it. Like, <laughs> I mean, um, well, you know, the day that goes away is the day I need to do something else, quite frankly, because there have, this is not cupcakes and sleepovers, Jill. Like, you know, worrying about if you can buy a cup of coffee for $5, if you're me, is not, not exactly what you signed up for, but, but at the end of the day, it is. Um, and so these are the, the moments that you're like, awesome, put that in the bank, right? Remember that next time, you know, you're struggling with something and then be like, wow, yeah, I know. Candy from, you know, Oklahoma really loved that bra. I did something good today. Cool. We're good. Ding, ding. Uh, well, look, I thought the coffee was for everybody else's protection, not not for your enjoyment. <laughs> I don't. I personally don't drink coffee. I, I can't stand the taste of it. Uh Oh. I, I yeah i don't i don't know i just don't, like my wife never used to drink it either until until we had kids and then you know she she succumbed to the <laughs> to the to it. it yeah it's it, listen personal preference fine but let me i mean i you know i'm not about wearing like those like meaning shirts you know people are like coffee first please that kind of stuff oh, yeah. i do actually personally believe that my intelligence goes up a lot quicker in the morning when, when the coffee hits the system. So you're never going to talk me out of it, Joe. I, oh, I'm not trying to talk. I, I drink tea. I drink tea in the morning. So I, uh, but not every morning, I, you know, I, I, but yeah, I, the, the coffee first thing I, I never understood. I don't know. Is that I, your think thing, I think it sends the wrong message. If, 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 in my opinion, Hey, listen, if this is your jam, again, this is my whole jam. You do you. Don't hurt anybody while you're doing it. We'll be fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll drink your coffee. No problem. You, you can drink my, my share. It's okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's it's fun to talk about it now, I guess, because it's over. <laughs> so it's a lot more fun to talk about it now that it's over and that, you know, I finally got to see it, right? Um, which is cool because I was like, I said that? Um. So that was really fun. And then uh, now I think it's just like, let's go grow. Let's go get huge. Let's go start the empire. Um, let's go save the women. Um, uh, you know, let's go kind of make a million new friends. I'm good with that. Well, how, tell people how they can go and get that journey started with you. Yeah, they can go. So we only sell our bras on behavebras.com. Behavebras.com. I say this because uh, we don't have any plans to go on Amazon or any third-party retailers. So, um, yeah, hit me up on behaviorals.com. I answer stuff. It's me. I, I own the company. I am. I talked to a woman last night. She goes, this is Athena? And I go, who did you think 
this was. Like, I don't, <laughs> no two Athenas? Yes, it's me. Um, so, yeah, go hit us up over at behavebros.com. Uh, reach out with any comments or questions. We have social up and running. It's growing. Um, but really, right now, we're in, like, meet every woman, shake all the hands, kiss the babies mode. So we'll eventually kind of – you'll see a lot more from, from us soon. Right now, we're just, like, get that get that done. Make sure everybody feels like they've been touched. I do know two Athenas, by the way. Oh, One come in, on. In, 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 no. I do. Oh. Athena Moberg in yeah. in uh, in no. in also uh, in Hawaii. Yes, I I do, I do know her. See, she's the only other one I know. I also know an Esprit. I bet they're so, both awesome. So they are <laughs> both very awesome people. They are both very awesome. Um, and shout out to both Athena and 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 uh, Esprit. But uh, yeah. So thank you, thank you so much, Athena, for being here. I I greatly appreciate it and. Um, real quick, did, did has your deal solidified with Mr. Wonderful yet? We are working on some adjustments. Um, Getting that 17%. You know, I, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, got to get him down there. Got to work on it. You know, that 2%, 3%. It's big difference. It's already proven. It's already proving it's worth way more. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, we're working on it. So you'll see. you'll see that soon. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, And glad to hear that you stayed all the way to the end of this uh, hour and 20 plus minute interview. Thank you so much for joining us. Quickest Shark Tank, longest Joe interview. I think it it might be. I have longer interviews in my eight year catalog, but Shark Tank interviews, this might be the longest. Or second long. One or first longest or second longest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you in one of these two videos right here. Take care and go be super.